This Satellite Sisters podcast is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters for your free audiobook download. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, July 13th, with hopefully everyone in the Satellite Sisters universe by now knows that that is the birthday of one Julie Dolan. Happy birthday, Julie. Thank you, sisters. Yes, indeed. It's my birthday, and it's also my son's birthday, too. I, a lot of Satellite Sister um, listeners know that my son was born um, on July 13th as well, as well as our grandfather was mm-hmm. born on July 13th. So it's kind of an epic day yeah. in the Dolan family. Lucky 13 in our family. So, Monica Dolan, you're joining us from Bend, Oregon. How's everything I, there? It's hot in Oregon, and yeah. I know uh, you... California sisters are probably snickering, but I mean, it is really hot this week. <laughs> it's, it's 105 here in Dallas. Uh, okay, all right, okay. So I'm joining your club, the hot weather club, this week. Just trying to stay cool. And Leanne, uh, how are things out there? I consider Pasadena the hot capital in my world. It is. Hottest place I ever go to. But how's everything out there in Pasadena? Liz, I just came in with my beautiful harvest. Uh, My tomato harvest is going nuts this year because it's been so hot. And for the first time ever, I grew grew grape tomatoes. Mm. You know the little ones? Mm, They're so tasty. They are hard to harvest, though. I understand why they're so expensive in the store. But... uh, I just love being self-sustaining out there, Liz, in terms of tomatoes, in terms oh, okay. of tomatoes. Because so, so you, you go to the grocery store pretty much every day. But you're yes. self-sustaining. Okay, yeah. okay. I think my whole vegetable gardening strategy for the future is just going to be things that go well with goat cheese. That's what I'm <laughs> just going to plant that. Like basil, tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes, cucumbers. Pe- you know, we have some plums. That goes good with goat cheese. Just things that go good with goat cheese. You know, then you get a couple of goats and you're good to go. Nope. I'm going to leave that to the people in Oregon. The good people in Oregon can have the goats. Uh, okay, so Julie, uh, happy, happy birthday, really. But great. Happy, happy birthday. I noticed that on the Facebook page, uh, Bonnie Ray posted some balloons for you, and there are lots of happy birthday wishes for you there on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, including uh, one from Betsy, who just, want, just wanted to say happy birthday to the first sister, because she does not like the O word. So, so, okay. oh, so you're like now that. the first sister, officially. Like I like that. First lady, first sister. I, I'll take that. That's an excellent title. I don't know why we've never thought of that at all. So that's, that's good. I'm taking it on. But I got myself some balloons, and I had a little pool party with my grandchildren. They brought me homemade gifts and cards. It couldn't have been a better day. You oh, know? that's so nice. Just, that is that is a great birthday party. So we, we had lots and lots of fun. So um, thank you very much. And I thank everybody, I mean, at the, our Facebook group that has um, been sending me birthday wishes. It really, it's very nice. It, it is the best I, part of Facebook, as we've is. often discussed. It's the one thing Facebook does well. Yes, yes, they, they um, A-plus on birthdays. But, um, but sisters, I have to tell you, earlier this week, I had made um, a promise to my two oldest grandchildren. That would be Alice, who is seven, and Benjamin, that is, uh, that is five. They had in their mind, I mean, Alice had heard about it at school. It's a place called Six Flags over <laughs> Texas. She had heard about it. Kids were talking. Kids were talking. She told me she was the only one in her whole class that had not been to Six Flags. Okay. That's probably true, by the way. I'm sure it's true. So, now here's the thing. I never let my sons go to Six Flags when we lived in California. I was like, I mean, we did go to Disney World. We did go to Disneyland. But I, I, for some reason, we never got it together to go to Six Flags. So I made this sort of vague promise, like, okay, when you finish school, um, you know, Grandpa T and Nana will take you to Six Flags. Um, and, okay, of course, it was a vague promise on my part, but that was written. That doesn't in- actually sound that vague. That sounds pretty <laughs> no. 
pretty specific. I'm glad. It was, but I lived up to my promise, okay? And so we packed up on Thursday. We were prepared because it is, Monica, I know it's hot in Portland, yeah, but it was, it was 100 degrees um, oh, on really? Thursday um, in Arlington, Texas, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that's where Six Flags were. The kids were psyched. They were so psyched to be going there. They didn't even know why they were psyched, but they were, they were just <laughs> so happy that somehow that she was not going to be the only child going into second grade who hadn't been to Six Flags. Um, and I have to say, uh, uh, you know, we went. It wasn't that crowded, so that, that was the good news. It was very, very hot, um, but we went early, of course, because of course. we're Dolans. You know, yeah. we, we were there at the you know opening of the gates. We were there. So it meant that we could get in, and we went on a lot of rides, and we were having a lot of fun um and we could you know they had you know people were very friendly very helpful it was clean i had a very positive impression of six flags it was all going well but then after lunch for some reason alice wanted to try something a little more daring and so we went on we went on um it's called judge roy uh, scream it's a roller coaster that they both qualified for in terms of height and i have to say at six flags they are very very safety conscious they actually measure every child that gets on every single ride um, they have this whole protocol about how they buckle you in and they check the buckles and you know how they count things down so every, you know you have a, a, a sense that you know, at, at safety first at Six Flags. So it's going well. We go on this roller coaster, and it was actually, it was too much for the five-year-old, for Benjamin. Oh, it was yeah. just too intense. In, too yeah. intense. You know, he's only five. Right. I mean, he was terrified. And he said, I never, ever want to go on that. He was upset. And we were like, okay, well, we'll just pick out some more gentle rides. Yeah. And so... Hit, hit the teacups. Teacups yeah, are good. Tea, yes, teal. And 100 degrees, Liz, within the bright sun. Those were After a little... Lunch, yeah, it's good those idea. were good na- Those make you nauseous, Liz. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I will tell you that. But what we picked out because was one of the water rides. Um, oh, we, The log flume ride would be good. Okay, it has, you know, if you've been to Disneyland, Disney World, you know, they have a log flume ride. But this one didn't seem as high, like, you know, so it seemed like it was a little gentler. And we thought that everybody would enjoy just splashing around in the water, getting a little wet. That would be fun. So we go to the log flume ride. And again, no lines, so we get in there. But curiously, this is the one ride where you don't actually get buckled into anything. You are, you straddle um, a seat in the middle of a log. Okay, you, uh-huh. you, you get that picture. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. So my husband's in the back. I'm next to my. I'm, I'm in front of my husband. Then we have Benjamin, and then we have Alice in front because she's the daredevil and she she likes it. And so we start out on the log flume ride, and Benjamin is everything's good. He's happy. It's all going well. And then we start going up the big hill, and we get about halfway up the hill, and it stops. <gasps> stops. Okay, we are at a 45 degree angle. Yeah, there are no belts. There's nothing. Okay. We are going up, I don't know, the mountain, the mount, the final, the, the mountain, and it just stops, and it stops, and it stops. And poor Benjamin, you know, he starts to cry because he's like, we are going to die. Aww. He was so worried about it. And, again, we didn't know what was going on, and so we are we're yelling and we're calling up to they have somebody up in an observation tower that's sort of watching the various rides and we're like this isn't moving <laughs> okay oh that sounds awful it is so and i can i tell you how hot it is because again it's a hundred degrees we're in the bright sun we are like we're like being like in a hot dog bun, and we are just being roasted. We can't tremble. My husband can't move because we're at such an angle. He's like pinned back. I was like, get their hats out. Get help. Get out of the backpack. Okay, so then somebody climbs up. Jesse from Six Flags climbs up, and he comes over to us, and he says, yes, uh, they've had an incident. Somebody pressed the emergency button to shut down the ride. You didn't indicate who it was, whether it was an employee. Some 16-year-old employee <laughs> on his first day of work. 
And hit the and hit the E button, as they called it. I was like, the E button? The emergency. Eject. <laughs> yes. Well, so, so he said, it's going to be five minutes. We're like, oh, five minutes. Well, we can do that. And Jesse's kind of talking to Benjamin, and that's like perking his spirits up, even though we are, we're up pretty high, and we're at this really weird angle, and it's not comfortable. And he said, just stay in your seats. Don't worry. Don't worry. So five minutes goes by. And I'm like, Jesse, you know, it's, it's been more than five minutes. And he said, okay. And so he climbs back down, leaves us up there roasting in the wiener roast there in the log roast. (laughs) And then another supervisor comes up. Everybody, they've got about 10 supervisors, you know, for each position um, there. And they come up and they say that that once someone hits this emergency button, it sort of shuts down everything. Then they have to reboot everything. But then they also have to start their whole safety protocol all over again. So he said, we're going to have to take you out of the log. Okay, <gasps> by now, Ben is now, he's like screaming. It's like, no! Oh, wow. Oh, well, I would be screaming too in that situation. I know. Never, he it's is not. never going on a ride again. Oh, no, wow. No. This was the gentle ride that we had talked him into, you know, after after taking him on the wrong roller coaster. So, but of course, they the supervisor couldn't just take us out of the log. They had to go, they have a special team that, you know, takes extraction people. Extraction team. It's an extraction team <laughs> that, that they had to bring to the log flume ride to get us out. Um, you know, because there was just a little tricky. You could see that you could definitely, you know, uh, you know, you could you could fall, you could trip on something, and they just, you know, they wanted to make sure we got out safely. But they did they did manage. You know, they said, "Can we get you anything else?" I was like, "Could we get some water?" I mean, it was really really hot up there. We're in this bright sun. They make you take your hats off for all of the rides because they don't want hats right. flying around the place. Um, so we're just just really baking in the sun but we managed to get down from the ride and you know they had water for us when we got back to uh to the beginning of the ride and then you know we had to sign all kinds of documents and they checked on us and everything like that and then they did upgrade trim and uh, my husband and alice they gave gave them the fast pass to go on some super scary uh, roller coaster rides. So, <laughs> as a that is like the least they could do. Yeah, I, know. I thought I know. you were going to say lifetime pass right. or something. No, we didn't get a lifetime pass. No, no. I, I mean, I don't know how often this happens at Six Flags. You know, maybe it happens, but the, you know, they had a whole protocol about what what they were going to do uh, with the flume. So uh, there were other people at various other points on the ride, but we, we think our positioning was the worst of anyone that was, was trapped on the ride uh, because, because of the angle that we were on. Yeah. But, uh, so we made it back. Well, we, we made it back safely. We went on the merry-go-round after the log <laughs> flume ride. That was our final. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's going to need some therapy, some post-traumatic stress disorder therapy. Colin, I took Colin on like the, um, the, the studio tour at Universal one day. Uh-huh. He was about six, and it was a super hot day. And I thought, well, it would be nice to be sort of in the misted cars and everything. He still talks about it today as the worst experience of his life. Because, <laughs> like, it was like King Kong. I didn't realize how scary it was going to be. They'd, like, ramped it up in intensity in, like, like 20,000 times since I'd last been on it. Like, buildings were burning and falling down around him. He was terrified. <laughs> T- terrified. Uh, well. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any log fluming in uh, Benjamin's future. So, and neither for Nana. I'm not getting on that ride ever again. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. I think that was my one and only trip to Six Flags. I think I'm done. I think, I think yeah. Alice. Well, yeah, you're done. totally off the hook for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. if Alice ever needs to go back, her parents need to take her. Yeah, I think you're, I think Nana and Grandpa T are off the hook. We're done. We're done. We've done it. We were yeah. We were exhausted. Hey, Liz, I have a quick production question. Did you hit the call recorder? Yes. Okay, good. Because I didn't. So usually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure we were recording the show. All right. Yes. Good. Yes, we're 13 minutes and 53 yeah. seconds in, Leanne. Is that reassuring? I totally forgot to hit the call recorder, and uh, I thought we just lost that entire story. Okay. okay. Goodness. This is the way we roll. So I mean, luckily somebody Ooh, has this recorded. Back up. We have a system in place. No, I hit the E button here. This is uh, our safe, safety protocol. <laughs> Halfway through the show, someone says, "Wait a minute." <laughs>
Uh, Okay, well, Julie, glad you got through that. You know, it does remind me, though, of one of the most serious stories in the news this week, just a true heartbreaker about kids in Texas and California and Arizona, and that is the 57,000 kids who are at the border now, having tried to come into the United States, and just what a crisis that has become and how how heartbreaking it is to think of what it would what it would take for a parent to right. send a child that far just to get them to safety. And uh, it just every time I think about, you know, all of those kids there with nobody who knows them and loves them, it really, really just breaks my heart. Yeah, it must like be 10-year-old kids. You know? I know. I know. Just I know. the pictures are heartbreaking. It must be bewildering for them, and they're in adult det- detention centers. You know, they have a lot of strangers around them. You know, you know that, sisters, that I work with a charity here in Dallas that focuses on early uh, providing early childhood education. And one of the things that, you know, that has happened here in Dallas is t- some community members from, you know, Republicans, Democrats, independents have stepped up and they have said we cannot have children in these adult centers and they've taken it on their own you know uh, to to find locations they found these schools and then they've brought in they brought in you know child care ex- experts to help just care for the kids while they're in this limbo of you know neither here in the U.S. or placement or whatever is going to happen to them, but just to have it be a much more child-friendly environment. And you know, and I and I think and I'm so like amazed and proud of these people that have just stepped up to do this because it's you know it's not like. You know, it's, I don't even, they don't even know if they have the authority to do it, but right. they just got it together. There's one judge here in Dallas that, you know, is really spearheading the effort. He found these locations. They, you know, volunteered to take the kids, take some of these kids so that at least they have a more child-friendly environment to be in while they're, while they're here. That is great. I mean, it's just there are so many kids and continuing to come. I mean, people, large numbers of people are going to have to step up to do that. So it's just one of those clear situations where no matter what your politics, somebody has to take care of the kids. Exactly. Exactly. It is a true humanitarian crisis and that and that they need more resources and they need more help. And it seems, you know, like there's a vacuum like I don't you know. And so people have just stepped up and they are providing services to these kids. And I think that's great. That is great. It's just that's that's a heartbreaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. On another international story, though, it is World Cup Day here, girls. So uh, I don't know if we have to do our picks for the day. People want to pick. I know I'm in sort of a. I, first, I would like to say, as you recall, a month ago, I did pick Argentina to win. So yes, you did, Leanne. <laughs> I did pick Argentina. It's, it's, you, it's, you can, if you if you listen to that podcast, you were very yeah. clear about that. Yes, but Please wait a minute. Verify. But in the semifinals, you went with Germany. Did yeah, you, you know, know I'm, I, it's a house divided here. You know, I'm married to a German, and uh, we have a German shepherd. And, um, <laughs> you know, we just, my, my kid self-identifies German. You know, just, there's something about the precision of the German machine, the yeah. soccer machine, that appeals to our family. As you, you met my husband. Yes. You, you can see uh-huh. uh, why that is. So I, I can honestly say I'd be happy with either team winning. Like, I have no, you know, I don't feel like, oh, I picked Argentina a month ago, but a messy one, I think that would be great. I feel like it would be fantastic. On the other hand, the way Germany played against Brazil, they just dismantled them. How how can you root against them? That was a fantastic display of, like, the soccer machine that is Germany. And again... Their manager is spectacular looking. So, uh, <laughs> so you're hoping for another good shirt here for the final, Leon? Yeah. The manager? Yeah. I, I hope there'll be some rain because he looks good when the sh- it rains and the shirt gets wet. That looks good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's exciting, though. It's a good yes, time. It's Thank very you. exciting. By the time everyone listens to this, of course, the excitement will be over. But in this moment, an hour and a half from now when the game begins, it will be very exciting. Well, I've mentioned before that I work in a the international division of a media company, and that the number one nationality in my um, in my company is Argentinian. Uh, for just historical reasons, the for instance, like in the LA office of my company, there are a couple of dozen people. 
in the Buenos Aires office of my company, there are 500 people. It's our, oh. it's our biggest office anywhere in the world is Argentina. So you can imagine people are just completely out of their minds, just out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just very rare. Argentinians tend not to be like happy, happy people, people, you know, there's just that. Um, I don't uh, think people know that Liz. When you told me that the other day, I was surprised. Oh, Yes. Yeah. Argentinians are known for being, you know, pretty buttoned up. Not to just traffic in cultural stereotypes. They will tell you this. They will tell you things like the um, the per therapists per capita in Buenos Aires is the highest in the world. Like huh. every Argentinian I've ever talked to sees a therapist at least once a week. Just to, just to, just to keep it together, uh, you know. And. <laughs> And my colleague Mariano, I think I told you one time when I was there and we were sitting having lunch in Buenos Aires and it was a Sunday and in the square, people were dancing the tango uh, outside uh, the restaurant. And so I asked Mariano, what's the deal with the tango? Like, why, why is that so important culturally? And he said, Liz, the, the Brazilians, they dance the samba because they are happy. Uh, and the Argentinians, we dance the tango because we are sad. And... <laughs> That's, oh, so when you put it that way, I hope Argentina wins. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. Thank you. Uh, they may go into a tailspin that they could never recover from. <laughs> so, so in my office in LA, uh, the our CFO she is Argentinian. Our CEO, he is Argentinian, and then a, a lot of my colleagues are, are Argentinian. So we ended up watching the game. Marcela, she's the CFO, in her office. Uh, but watching on the Univision channel, obviously they're all watching in Spanish. I didn't notice for the first 15 minutes that we were watching in Spanish. So that's fine with me. And the, which you don't speak, by the way. Which I do not I mean, speak, exactly. I don't mean to call attention to that, but it's not that it's such a natural second language for you. You no. didn't even notice, no. No. Uh, but the, the thing that was funny that, uh, that we noticed, and that's actually there's a big story in the paper about it today, because we were watching Univision, Univision invested in a lot of special, like half a million million dollars in new technology uh, to deliver the signal to the United States. So if you were watching the game the other day, or today for that matter, if you're watching on Univision versus watching on ESPN, Univision is getting you that, that game five seconds before ESPN. There was really? A, there was a five-second gap. So, and I didn't, like, we thought we were imagining it, but as we were watching the game, every time we yelled, people that were down the hall watching in a conference room, watching ESPN, finally they walked down the hall and they're like, how come you know everything that's happening five seconds before we do? (laughs) Because we're Argentinians. Exactly. Because they could just sense it. The Argentinians in the room, they could not sit down, they could not eat, they could not, it was a very, very stressful um, uh, game. So anyway. It was a stressful game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they, so our CFO, she was like, so at that point, like once they won, so hugely relieved. Next day, she packed her bags and went to Rio. She just could not. So really? She, she is at the game. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's not going for the five-second delay anymore. No, she no. That was, that was no longer good enough. On the okay. flip side... Uh, I she have, and LeBron. Yes. I mean, how many times this week did they say he's going to the World Cup Finals in <laughs> Brazil? I like every for two weeks they've been telling us that. I know. Anyway, who cares? Who cares? I know. Well, that was like, yeah. good for him. Good for him all around, LeBron. Good for him. So I also have many Brazilian colleagues, not as many as Argentinians, but one of my Brazilian colleagues after that dismantling the other day. Uh, I just want to give you a taste for the pain this has has caused poor Celia. She posted this on her Facebook page. I am sad, very sad, for what happened to my national team. But I am sadder for the mean and cruel comments that I have been reading on social media. (laughs) I have never experienced such a lack of respect and empathy for my country. The German team is not that great of a team. They were just fortunate to get a psychologically affected team with the loss of the two major players. The Germans and the world can laugh at us all they want, but today I will, and I invite all of my fellow Brazilians to wear our national team jersey prouder than ever. So, wow. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's There's all kinds of etiquette, etiquette questions about how do you console a Brazilian now? I mean, I what is it? Know. Do you not mention? Do you not mention the game, or do you do you bring it up and say how sorry you are? Well, here's the feedback I've gotten from Brazilians I know. 
because uh-huh. because they hate the Argentinians so much. Yeah, you know that is just such a long-standing, like beyond rivalry. It's sort of a Yankees Red Sox level thing. Yeah. Um, they've just put all of their emotional energy now into rooting for Germany. So if you want to make a Brazilian feel better, you could root for Germany. That's what they're going for now. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I just got to say this, Monica, I don't work with any Brazilians, any Argentinians, any Germans, but I am just so glad this thing is going to be over today because no one in my office has done a lick of work in the past two weeks, except for me. They are just full-on watching TV because the games come on at 1. Yeah, right. They're not even pretending to work anymore. Everyone except for me is watching soccer all day long. It's gone on for weeks. So I'm just glad the thing's going to be over tomorrow. So, <laughs> Now, do you have a, a preference, Monica? Who, who do you want to win or lose? Well, I'd like Argentina to win um, just because I used to work for a German company. So, <laughs> well, and it's, it's complicated, the feelings there after I left. So I'm going to go with Argentina. I would say this, uh, on the social media front, there were just as many terrible Nazi comments Mm -hmm. about the Germans as there were terrible comments about the Brazilians. Yeah, I I did too. I feel, you know, that seems seems unnecessary. But that's what social media is for, bringing people down. So... You know, they had an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal, sort of a roundup of the cultural stereotypes of the fans from various countries that have been in Brazil for the World Cup. And Liz, as you said, spot on. They said the Argentines are the most sensitive of any of the fans. And that that many grown men were crying when Argentina beat the Netherlands. You know, that they were sobbing because of their sensitivity. You know, Mm -hmm. um, where the Germans lean as as you pegged it, they have been calm and very cool and somewhat restrained in um, in terms of their, the fans and how they react in the stadiums because maybe they think they're so great that they you know they don't have to get all worked up. Do you think? I that's don't it? think they enjoyed di- uh, dismantling the Brazilians. I thought the no. team's response to qualifying for the World Cup finals was very restrained. I, you know, if the Germans yeah. had won one nothing, that would have been a very different response. So. I know yeah. during the right. game, Lee, and I right. noticed you posted on your Facebook page, not very long into the game, the question, is there a mercy rule? I know, that was bad. But, yeah. you know, Brooks, as Brooks said, being the soccer player, he's like, these are professionals. Right. You know, they just, they're going to score, and they don't need to take it easy. And these are the best players in the world. This is not an amateur team. Those Brazilian, I mean, David Luiz, the Brazilian defender, is the highest paid defender in the world. Mm-hmm. And he stunk for the last two games. <laughs> So, okay. You know. did hear from Leon. Okay. <laughs> All right. They, they commented on the Australian fans. Now, you might not even have known that Australia had a team in the World Cup. They went out early. But here's the thing. The Australians that showed up in Brazil, they were just there to have a good time and to drink as much beer as they oh, possibly could. Yeah. And even though soccer is only their fourth or fifth favorite sport, they were having a great time. You know. Okay. The, Chile- the Chileans apparently get the most worked up of any of the fans, that they are really hysterical in the stands, okay, because they just, I know they're extremely intense about uh, about their team and about their team's playing. Um, and they what, have the good chant, chi-chi-chi, le-le-le, chi-chi-chi, le-le-le. <laughs> yes. you, do that, you do that for an hour, you're going to get pretty worked up. <laughs> the Russian fans that showed up, they were all described as big men who looked like security guards and were very unhappy. I think that's about right. About, yeah. You sisters, you've been to Russia. That's how most of the men, they're all they're big or small. They all look like security guards, and they're all unhappy. <laughs> uh, the U.S. fans, apparently, they clapped for everything, which yeah. I think was a way of saying we had no idea what the game of soccer was all about. <laughs> no. no. And we were doing it. There was a lot of screaming, USA, USA, and the chant that I believe that we will win. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of that going on. The Dutch fans. Which is, can I just say, that's not a good chant. You know, that's, like that's a far, that's a mile from chi 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 le 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 <laughs> as far as like way to get sight. <laughs> England, Leon, they are the most sophisticated soccer uh, fans, but they're just 
such a dismal team right. that uh, that it, it, they you know they ends up leaving them very depressed and the English uh, drink a little too much. So there you have it, sisters. Sort of a you know highlights of the cultural roundup of the fans that showed up. Um, in Brazil for this great event. It's yeah. really been fun to watch. And it I, has think been. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Argentina, Liam. Because oh, okay. I, I, I want that accountant, Messi, to, uh, to have his game. <laughs> have his day. Liz, I assume you're going with Argentina. I am, yes. Yeah. I, you know, though, I, I know, like, Germany, they're such a skilled team. I you, know. You could never hold it against them. Good no, no, no. I will yeah. be happy if they do well, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But in my life will be better if the Argentinians win. It's purely selfish. We'll get even less work done this coming week than we did last week if the Argentinians lose. Let me just put it that way. Well, Monica's just psyched it's going to be over. So there there you go. That's the spirit. Speaking of Facebook, a couple of good things from the Satellite Sisterhood this week uh, that I wanted to mention on our Facebook page in and around. First of all, Ellen, who we met at the Cape Cod meetup, sold her first novel this week. Who knew she was even working on a novel? So it's unbelievably fantastic, and she mentioned this, so I feel like I will. She said at 55, she sold her first novel, and she wanted to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for their support and inspiration. So, Ellen, way to go. Way to go. That is so exciting. to read the book. So she didn't reveal any details, but I'm sure we'll get some behind the scenes. You know, it takes a while from sale date to publication, but good for you. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, And then I don't know if any of you were following Josh Blue's trip to New Orleans this week. He is one of our satellite misters that lives in Hong Kong, but he was visiting New Orleans. And, you know, sisters, I knew you would appreciate this. He ate more calories in a single week than I have ever seen. He just went for it. He posted photos of all the fantastic food that he ate at Commander's and Court of the Two Sisters and Peche and Cafe Du Monde. And every- I mean, Josh goes on some good trips. I know. And he does focus on the food and the restaurants, but that's what you have to, you know, that's a big part of a trip to New Orleans. That sounds great. Yeah, it was just an unbelievable food diary. I feel like I lived the trip with them, and so I wrote on his Facebook page, like, you are my calorie hero. I mean, you were backing it away. And he said in the last four months he's lost 20 kilos, and he fears in four short days that he's regained it. Uh, But um, he just needs to remember that it's a holiday and he should be enjoyed. So he was going off to the court of the two sisters for brunch that day. But that was spectacular. I just loved following along. So you could be part of our Facebook page. Just join our group. Liz will approve you. It's no big deal. (laughs) As long as I know you're a real person, I approve you. That's the only only bar you have to get over, which means you have to have some pictures of other people on your Facebook page. Yeah. You have to have some friends. If you have no friends, we can't be your only friends. Because that, that means you're a robot. That means you're a robot or something. So yeah. that, okay. Or your friends can't be um, porn stars because yeah. I sometimes get invited by men and all their friends are women with no clothes on. So that's suspicious to me. <laughs> hey, Liam, that's good thinking. Very good thinking. You're sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Monica, and I would like to issue an on-air uh, thank you note. To our sister, Sheila, I know she hasn't been here in a few weeks, and neither have I, but uh, I had an opportunity. I had to go to California, and I had an opportunity to stay at Sheila's uh, Aerie, or her lovely little treetop apartment, as she calls it, Um, and I was there one day when she was there, and then she kind of set things up for me, and she, she was gone for a couple of days. And it was just wonderful. And here are the things that Sheila did for me that proved to me that she's a wonderful hostess. So if you ever want to visit her little treetop airy, first of all, I had my own set of keys, not only to the apartment, but her car. Oh, nice. She left her car for me. Um, Then uh, she bought me, uh, there were fresh sheets and towels and because Sheila does not like people wearing shoes in her house, she provided a set of slippers for me. <laughs> that is thoughtful. Like a real hotel. Yes, it, I like that. It was like, a, it was like a real hotel. I brought a little robe. She said, you might want to bring a little robe. She didn't have an extra robe. Provided slippers, fresh towels and sheets. She offered to let me sleep in her bed, but... 
I didn't want to do that, so I slept on the fold-out couch, which was fine. And then she bought Dove soap because she knows I like to use Dove soap. And then the refrigerator was full of all sorts of things special for me. First of all, cold cuts. (laughs) (laughs) When is the last time she ate a cold cut? Never. 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 But she knows I enjoy cold cuts. And... (laughs) It, they're easy. It's easy to make sandwiches. So there are all sorts of cold cuts. She bought me mayonnaise. And then she bought me iced tea, but she bought iced tea without any ice in it. I don't know how to explain it. But she went to Starbucks and she went to Pete. So I had an iced tea concentrate that she explained. I could just <laughs> pour into a glass with ice. She got lemons and Splenda. And I was all set with the perfect iced tea and explicit directions about how to use her Netflix. Oh. She doesn't have real TV. She only has Netflix, and I enjoyed that. And all in all, it was just a wonderful visit there. I felt very welcome, and the place was spotless, naturally, um, and it was just a really fun little trip there. So That is nice. Yeah. She's quite I'll start inviting ourselves over. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, she really entertains, so that's good. That's a- <laughs> I know, and I know she doesn't, so I know yeah. it was like a big thing for her to have yeah. guests and someone staying there, and she just did a really nice job with it. So it was very, very nice. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to say, uh, tell you, Liz, but really this is for all the listeners. I had um, a little bit of a shoe shopping breakthrough last shoe week. Shoe shopping. Mm. Shoe shopping. Breakthrough. So, what, what is that, Monica? Well, well I, I bought a pair of shoes that I think other sisters are going to be interested in, so I want to share that information with you. Now, I like a slide and a flat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yes. I like flat shoes, but I like slides. I don't want anything between my toes. Okay, and it's very, very hard to find. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, we're, we're not, not going to force you that. Between your toes, no, no. <laughs> Nothing between my toes. I don't go for the flip flop style, and it's just really hard to find shoes like that. So I was in Macy's the other day looking for shoes, and I found this model. It's a born shoe, you know, the kind of like comfort wear. Leon, you like those. Yes, European European comfort shoes. European comfort shoes, Monica. (laughs) And I thought about you. I said, I better look at the European comfort shoes uh, section. And they had something called the Amani Flat. It is the perfect slide and flat. So here's what happened. I bought a pair I sent Liz, I sent you the link. I you did. Because you know I also cannot tolerate things between my toes. And I know you're always looking for slides and flats. And you've yes. been wearing that one pair of slide flat shoe you yeah. have yeah. the past four years. Yes. So I sent you an email and I said, this is the shoe for you, Liz. Shopping tip. Last night, I'm over here in bed. Our sister-in-law, Susan Dolan, comes over. She walks in the house. She is wearing the born Amani. <laughs> she, she is wearing these shoes, the same shoes. And we looked down. I said, don't you love them? She goes, they're slides and they're flats. I said, yes, <laughs> Susan. So she bought a pair, the beige pair, and I bought the black pair. And I told her they were the most comfortable shoes I've I've had in years. And then I am going back this week and buying the beige pair. So there you go. Born Amani Flats. The answer to your shoe question. I like it. I was very happy to get your original tip. And then last night, Susan texted me. The close-up photo of your, a picture of our yes feet. of your feet together. So and uh, that and is interesting that that Susan and you you found these sho- shoes totally separately, right? Like you had not tipped her off totally just, separately. I didn't tell her about the Amani flats, and she just bought them like two weeks ago, and I bought mine two weeks ago. We just showed up last night, both wearing the same shoes. Very well, happy. <laughs> you know, as a marketeer, I got to say, it just tells you what a pent-up demand there is for slides that are also flats. It's like, Leon, <laughs> when I was listening to They're your, so I think fun. it was, you were talking to Annabelle Gerwich about this, and 
it was one of your great word right um, interviews. But I believe it was Annabelle who said, uh, to all you people who are wearing so many scarves, you wouldn't have to wear so many scarves if you just had sleeves, right? Did you not say that? <laughs> and you know how I've been on the sleeves thing for a while. So sleeves and slides, I think, you know, there's, you get to a certain age where you need both of those things. So, so thank you for the tip, Monica. So this is going to be your new business venture, sl- sleeves and slides? Yes. <laughs> It's kind of a cute name. For a I, I would shop at a store like that. <laughs> um, all right, Monica, you know people, you're going you're gonna to have to put a, like a link to that shoe on the Facebook page. Just saying, people are going to ask. So uh, okay, if you have okay, time today, right. find, find that link and post it. Um, all right, I would just like to publicly uh, dispute um, a survey on CBS Sunday morning this morning. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Nancy Giles was doing a good piece on ice cream. Uh, I think July is National Ice Cream Month, by the way. And um, it was rather interesting about the first um, ice cream truck, and uh, it was a good humor truck, and how that really sort of spread ice cream to the people. And then at the end, they had a survey conducted by CBS Sunday Morning about the top five ice cream flavors. Mm-hmm. And it was like vanilla, chocolate. Number three was uh, coffee, and mm-hmm. then number four was the tie between Rocky Road, excellent, butter pecan, I didn't even know they sold that anymore, and then Neapolitan. All right, no one likes Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> no one yeah, has I, ever I, I, No, 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 Lee and I buy it all the time. I buy it all the time. Are you, why? It is disgusting. Because, because my grandchildren... One likes vanilla, the other one likes strawberry. Sometimes they like chocolate. So, so you get all three flavors. In one, could, and it tastes thing. bad together. All three cheap flavors <laughs> that taste bad together. Well, I'm not eating it. They're eating it. So I think there's probably a lot of people like me that were just buying ice cream, trying to keep the masses happy between the kids who want strawberry and vanilla or chocolate and vanilla or all No three. one wants strawberry ice cream. It's <laughs> gross. I mean, do they want it more than Oreo or vanilla Swiss almond or mint chocolate chip? Pralines and cream? God, I, that's just that's a very, those are very specific tastes. And, and better, just... much better than three cheap ice creams in one scoop. Actually, I don't... Lee and I agree. I'm surprised mint chocolate chip wasn't number four. Yeah. I mean, Rocky Road and Butter Pecan. I mean, I, did, I guess they... Sometimes kids don't want to... You, you give them too many choices. They, they don't want to commit to, like, you know, mint chocolate chip. That's a big decision. But if they can have three flavors, they're happy, okay? So... I, I just... It's so bad. It's... <laughs> I can't... I, I, it wouldn't be in my top hundred ice cream flavors. <laughs> you think of a, I don't even consider it a flavor. No, it's really three. It's flavors. a gimmick. Yeah. It's a say. It's a gross sales gimmick. <laughs> it's a gimmick. <laughs> it's it's working. Right, well, the good thing is I never eat it because I don't like the flavor of all three together. So I right, because it it's house. bad. I know. But uh, kids they, like it. Kids were like. They, were they surveying kids? Do you think, Julie? Were I, they surveying five-year-olds? I don't know. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe they were, Leanne, because you know what? That's who ice cream's for, Leanne. It's for kids. Ice cream is for all. Ice cream is for all. Neapolitan is for no one. That is just a terrible ice cream flavor. Okay. I, I, I dispute it, CBS. You, you, made, you made your point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Summertime. It's ice cream. It's also movie, blockbuster movie time, isn't it, sisters? Yep. yep. Last night, uh, my loving husband took me out for a little birthday dinner and on the, we were walking home for di- from dinner, and we just happened to walk walk by a movie theater, and that that was playing Planet of the Apes. You know, the, whatever is the new movie. Rise of Rise of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Rise of Planet of the Apes. Whatever it is, you know that movie. And we just on an impulse said, "Well, let's go to the movies," and we did. We did. We had not planned to go see that. We had not read any reviews about it. It was not on our wish list of movies to go see. Uh, the ticket taker said, well, it started about 15 minutes ago. And we said, that's fine. We'll go in. <laughs> God, you are so old. You were just seeking out air conditioning. Yeah. I don't know why. We just, it was just a very impulsive thing. We go in, we sit down, 
Okay, now this movie is getting, you know, this is on people's top 10 movies of yeah. the year. They are calling it an epic. They're, it's so dramatic. They're saying it's an intelligent script. They said the acting is superb. Have you, do you know that this movie is about apes? You know, let me, you know, it's, I, I, I had a friend once in Russia and they, the musical Cats came to Moscow and she went to see it. And I said, well, what did you think? And she said, it was about cats, you know, and that was, <laughs> this movie, it's all it is, is apes in it. You know, it has, it has a couple of humans, but when they talk about the dramatic script, it's apes talking to apes. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, it's hard to dramatize, Julie. It is really hard. You know, yeah. they, acting is very, they're apes. These are people or, or like, or they, you know, they, they, they generate a lot of computer animated apes. Okay. So there are lots of yes. apes in this movie. If you want to see an ape, go see this movie. But I mean, it's just, there's really, there's not, I mean, the apes really can't carry the story very well. It seemed to me, you know, because first of all, they have very limited vocabulary. They can say like, guns humans they don't they don't have big like soliloquies you know what i mean just <laughs> say that again soliloquies okay i'm just getting worked up about the apes i mean that movie was terrible who, who said oh that? my gosh i loved the first one and With i the- can't I well, can't I guess wait. and the only I was more excited to see the second one because James Franco isn't in the second one, <laughs> so I loved it. I loved the apes. I thought that Caesar, the guy who plays him, should be nominated for an Oscar. I, I, I found it really? completely touching. I absolutely he's just like, loved he's it. He's like he's just he's being an ape. That's what he <laughs> right. But isn't didn't you didn't it touch your humanity no. in any no, way? Not, no, not one bit. Not one bit. <laughs> I did not did not. It, it was I did not find it. I was not emotionally connected to those apes on the on the screen at all, at all. Okay, just apes. Okay, that's uh, it's like the musical. They're just cats. I don't know that. <laughs> well, just... here's what I would say again as a marketeer. It's what in the UK they would say. It's exactly what's on the tin. In other words, if you go to a movie called Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? It's right. about apes, right? You it's know, you know it. that <laughs> nobody is trying to trick you into. Anything other than telling you what's in the tin. So, um, you know, you went to a movie about apes, and you seem shocked that there were so many apes in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's... All right, you just go and see if you think this is, like, the best movie of all time. Like, you tell me that the big dramatic, uh, you know, scenes are there. I I, I didn't see it. They just... Just a lot of apes. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's my total review. Just... <laughs> well, on the Facebook group, we've had quite a bit of commentary lately about documentaries people are seeing and liking. So I'm not sure that our group is necessarily going to rush out to see Rise of the Planet of the Apes. But, Leon, I'm sure your kids are going to go. Yeah, Colin went yesterday. I was oh. kind of mad because he's my movie buddy, and I was looking forward to going with him. But he went with his friends. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm just going to have to go by myself because I, I think my husband's going to be in the Julie camp. I'm not going to see a movie about apes. <laughs> so, okay. But I love the first one. I thought it was great. Okay. And I did not expect to love it that much. So. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, we got to wrap this up now. Uh, anyone have any exciting plans for this week? Uh, you know, Monica, how long are you in Ben for? Just for the rest of the weekend? Yeah, just for the rest of the weekend. And today we're going to go floating on the river. So nice. That'll oh. be fun. Yep. Okay. Leanne? I'm heading, uh, looking forward to getting my air conditioning fixed. Still. Oh, boy. That was still out. Too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, when you don't replace your filter for a decade, that, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, a lesson there. There's it's our own fault. And I, I can't, and I, I'm blaming my husband because every year when we get the thousand calls about have your air conditioning ducts replaced, I'm like, should we do that? He's like, I'll do it. And, and then that doesn't happen. Uh, so there was really no shocker for me when you have a, a German shepherd who sheds like a hundred pounds of hair a year, mm-hmm. your, your air conditioning ducts are getting blocked. Mm-hmm. So we'll, well be fine. 
We'll be fine. Well, I have a recommendation if you'd like a home-like place to hang out. I've been spending a lot of time at Crate and Barrel. And <laughs> you could go there, and it's like it could be your fantasy life. Like, okay, I could live here. I was there again yesterday. I pulled the trigger on my living room rug. So, Oh, uh, exciting. That, there's a little update on that. So next Saturday, the new living room rug will be arriving. So, uh, yeah, Crate, Crate and Barrel could be my whole fake life. <laughs> and, uh, Julie, <laughs> anything going on in your end? Yes, I'm, I'm heading to Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we're going to be oh, doing that's the right. baby oh, shower. Oh, the baby shower. Yes, cute as a button baby shower. That um, That's going to be launching next Sunday. So we're heading up to Brooklyn uh, to do a, a couple little projects and chores before the baby comes. And then we're going to have the nice baby shower. So that's that's um, those are my big plans. That will be very exciting. All right. Well, uh, we just want to remind people, if you are doing any traveling around or just if you're a fan of, of audiobooks, that we have a special deal going with Audible right now. So if you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, you get a free audiobook download and a free trial. Can I ask you guys something? I've been meaning yeah. to ask for the last couple of weeks about that. I have to say, I'm not entirely sure which way is the forward slash <laughs> Like, does forward slash mean it's leaning forward or that the bottom end is forward? It's that the bottom end is forward. Bottom end is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's the one that's on the same keystroke as your question mark. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. So audiblepodcast.com. Because I have to keep putting that link in everywhere and I have to keep rechecking it. That's why I know as I spread that link around. You think that, but you think that bottom end is, you'd call that. I I think that's that's backwards. I'd call that backwards. It's not. uh, According to the directions, the very specific directions we got from Audible. Okay. Okay. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to confuse people. It's it's, because it's kind of key because if you do the other way. You don't get the link. Right. So that's that's what they told us is called forward slash. So we're going to go with that. Well, I'm just yeah. glad to know I'm not the only one who is unclear about the difference between the forward slash oh, and the I, backslash. I, I, <laughs> What's that, Mom? I think you're right now that I'm looking at it. Still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I'm no, as I think we all know, no typist. So, uh, but that's <laughs> according to them. Well that's, established. Yeah, that's what they call a forward slash. Uh, okay, so uh, so you can do that. You can join our Facebook group. You can always email us, um, sisters at satellitesisters.com. And remember, the shows are always posted on our blog at satellitesisters.com. So you can listen to the shows there, but you can also post comments on the blog. If you're not a Facebook person, plenty of room for comments on the blog. So we invite that. And... Uh, um, I guess that's it for this week. So we're yeah. coming down. Let's see. That game starts in exactly an hour. All right. Uh, the big World Cup final. So uh, have a good week, sisters. You Thank too, Liz. Liz. Thank you, Liz. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you, you find your way. I'm going to watch you raise. Yours to take, I'm gonna watch you rain. Yeah.